that was probably my lowest point. I'd bought into the lie that I was just a burden on everybody and that the best thing for everybody would be for me to go and take myself out of the picture. Kat Sharp was so depressed that she considered killing herself and her two-year-old daughter. I was trying to figure out a way that I could send Sophia to heaven without her having to feel pain, and that was what was tripping me up. This is what it feels like to lose control. This is what it feels like to reach the Cat Sharp is our guest on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. God used a Facebook post and a message from Billy Graham's grandson, Will Graham, to help save Cat's life. She's going to share the story of how her broken life was fixed by Jesus. And then you'll hear from Will on that very same subject. Listen, God tonight wants to forgive you of your sin. He wants to give you a new start, a new beginning. A new beginning. Does that? Sound like something you need? You can learn more about how to have one at findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. GPS. God. People. Stories. Yeah, I really didn't mind being a pastor's kid. I was pretty on fire for God back in the day. Well, if you couldn't tell by her accent, Kat Sharp grew up in Australia. Her dad was a school chaplain and an Anglican minister. So from a young age, Kat believed in God. You know, the stereotypical pastor's kid, you've got either the one that does it all right or the ones that do it all wrong. Uh, My brother and sister did the all wrong, so I took on the all right role until very late high school. It was in the 11th grade when one of Kat's really good Christian friends moved away, and Kat started dating a guy that wasn't a great influence. She describes their relationship as toxic. During the two years she was in this relationship, Kat never walked away from her faith, but she certainly wasn't as on fire for God as she had been. Because, like, I felt, you know, disapproved of but I think I was still reading my Bible and um, I was certainly still trying to convince other people that they should be Christians. Yeah, I think maybe I just wasn't actually physically talking to God as much as I was because I felt ashamed. I felt like I wasn't good enough for him back then. After graduating, Kat took a year off from her studies and worked at a McDonald's in her hometown. Her plan was to go to Bible school. While working at McDonald's, Kat broke up with her high school boyfriend for good, and she met another guy, a co-worker named Jeremy Sharp, who most people call Sharpie. We just got to be pretty good friends, um, and to be honest, it wasn't that much longer until we started dating. He was a bit cheeky about it. I said, all right, I, um, you know, I'm going to Bible school. I'm not going to focus on anything else. Um, So I'm not going to go out with anybody for at least a year. And I think it was like the end of February or something at that stage. So he said, well, will you go out with me on this date in one year's time? And I said, what? (laughs) That's not fair. So um, I uh, started going out with him a lot earlier than that. Kat did eventually go to Bible school in New Zealand, so she and Sharpie dated long distance. In July of 2007, they got married, but it wasn't pretty. It 
didn't really take long for things to not work. I tell people that we made every mistake in the marriage book. We really could write a book called How Not to Get Married. Our communication was pathetic. Like we just did not know how to talk to each other effectively, um, which meant that our conflict resolution was pathetic. So we didn't know how to communicate. We didn't know how to deal with our money effectively. On the outside, though, things looked great. Cat and Sharpie were going to church, involved in music ministry. They had lots of friends. But the stress over finances, debt, and their relationship came to a head in 2009. We got pregnant, and that was like the final straw of just everything going wrong. Like, we were so just treading water, and we couldn't cope with our life already. Um, And then to throw a baby into the mix, we were just like, oh, my gosh, like, we actually can't do this. I don't know what's making me so afraid. Tiny cloud over my head, heavy and gray with a hint of dread, and I don't like to feel this way. Faced with an enormous amount of stress, Kat moved into her cousin's house, and Sharpie took a job two hours away. They rarely saw each other for about a year. But that didn't make their problems go away. In fact, they even got worse. After their daughter Sophia was born in 2010, Kat checked herself into a hospital with severe depression. And after she got out of the hospital a month later, she decided to take Sophia and separate from Sharpie. So that was kind of the start of a really dark time for us. Eventually, Sophia and I got our own place, um, and I was a single mom for a year and a half. Cat and Sharpie stayed in touch because he still helped take care of Sophia. And when Sharpie moved to a town called Orange in 2012, Cat decided to move there too, but into a different house. And once I moved, I just things kind of got worse. I was like, why on earth have I moved to another town where I don't really know anybody? I don't really want to be here. Like That was probably my lowest point. I'd bought into the lie that I was just a burden on everybody and that, you know, all I did was cause problems and the best thing for everybody would be for me to go and take myself out of the picture But I realized that if I did that, um, people would still be picking up after me because I still had Sophia. And if I went and killed myself and she was still around, then people, oh dear, this is where I get teary. (laughs) People would still be picking up after my messes because I'd have left a daughter behind. Um, And I was like, well, everybody thinks that heaven's so amazing, so why can't we just go to heaven? Like, I'll take Sophia with me, and then nobody has to pick up after me. Yes, things had gotten that bad. Kat was considering taking her own life, and if that wasn't enough, her daughter Sophia's life too. But at her lowest point, Kat made a decision that may have saved her life. She posted on Facebook. There was two posts. I think there was one that said, you know, ending it all looks pretty good right now. And I think I posted that and then I put one up that just said, help me. Because, you know, I was trying to think of a plan. I I was trying to 
figure out a way that I could send Sophia to heaven without her having to feel pain. And that was what was tripping me up. And that was what was making me go, oh my gosh, there is something seriously wrong with me. I am actually considering, you know, destroying a life that's not even my own. This isn't right. Thankfully, some of Kat's friends saw the post and immediately called her. And said, what is going on? I said, I'm just going to end everything now. And they were like, no, you actually can't do that. So they talked to me until I could promise them that I wasn't actually going to do that. And then at that point, I think I rang Sharpie and he came over and he just took me, my auntie and uncle lived in Orange um, and they were pastors of a church. So he took me over to their house for lunch and we just, I didn't say anything, I didn't do anything, but I just sat there and I was with people who um, actually cared. Then by that night I was able to go home. I wasn't in immediate danger after that. And I think it was about a week after that that Will Graham came through town. Will Graham is Billy Graham's grandson, and he's an evangelist just like his grandfather. Kat was invited by a girl at her church to go hear Will preach. We went, and it was like a breath of fresh air. I'd been living in this dark pit, and um, it was like Will speaking just opened up this window and let all this light in for the first time in years. And I actually remembered that Jesus actually loves me. (laughs) It was like this really big revelation that Jesus actually loves me. And I knew that and I had just forgotten. Yeah. And that he, um, he gives us hope. That was what I'd been missing that whole time. I'd become hopeless. So I just went up the front and just gave my life completely back to Jesus. Alone in my sorrow and dead in my sin Lost without hope with no place to begin Your love made a way to let mercy come in Death was arrested and my life began. God began to heal the brokenness in Kat's life after that night. The suicidal thoughts went away, and Kat and Sharpie started talking about reconciling after a year of separation. So I started reading this book that helped me um, learn how to forgive Sharpie and learn how to actually, you know, honor him as as a man and as a and as a husband and that sort of thing. And he had mentors that had come around him in that time and they were helping him. We used to say he was a jerk and I was a nag and that was kind of the fundamental flaw in our marriage. Yeah, so he learned how to stop being a jerk and I learned how to stop being a nag. And um, it took about six months of us actually considering our future together and talk, and actually talking about how we might make it work and that sort of thing. Um, so in November of that year, which was 2012, we officially reconciled. So legally we were back to being a married couple instead of a separated couple. Um, and then in January the following year, we renewed our vows. 
Kat says she and Sharpie haven't looked back since. You know, we still have our bad days and we still have our rough patches. But in general, we are content because we have Jesus. And that's the bottom line. And that's what hopefully if you talked to anybody that we know, they could say, yeah, they're just, they're such happy people. Um, Why is that? Well, I don't know. They, They seem to have this thing about God. And both Kat and Sharpie are happy to share about what God has done in their life and family, such as blessing them with another child. His name is Raphael Nathaniel. So Raphael means God has healed, and Nathaniel means gift from God. So, yeah, he, we feel like Raffi is um, the culmination of our testimony. He is the proof that God can bring families back together um, to complete restoration. No matter what happens next in her life, Kat isn't afraid. She's learned firsthand that Jesus will be with her, leading the way. If you're trying to do it on your own and trying to pretend that things are okay and play in happy families, um, you know, if you're me, that completely ruins your life. But um, when you let God in and when you let him walk through the mess with you and when you let his grace actually be activated... That is when the miracles happen. Jesus Christ rescued Cat Sharp when she was at her lowest point. He gave Cat hope because of his amazing love. Now, do you know that Jesus loves you too and that he wants to give you hope as well as peace and purpose? You can find out more about that at this website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. Mm-hmm. Do you remember earlier in the podcast when Cat shared about meeting her future husband while working in a McDonald's? Well, another big moment in her life also happened at a McDonald's. She tells us the story in just a minute. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. God knows everything about you. Will Graham. He knows how your marriage is struggling, how you're struggling in business, how you're you're struggling in finances how you're struggling in life. God sees each and every one of those things. God sees it all. He doesn't miss anything. And the Bible says that our sin separates us from God. Listen, God tonight wants to forgive you of your sin. He wants to give you a new start, a new beginning. He wants to take all the guilt, all the shame that you've experienced in life, and he wants to take it and leave it at the cross. And he wants to give you a new start a new beginning. But what you have to do is to come to him and you have to surrender your life over to Christ. Say, God, I want you to come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. I believe he died on the cross. And Lord, I want want to live for you. I want you to be my new master in life. I want to ask you about everything I need to do in life. The message of Jesus Christ. It has the power to change anyone's life. That's one of the things Will Graham talks about in his newly published first book, Redeemed 
Devotions for the Longing Soul. The book has 50 Bible-based devotions centered on the power of a relationship with Jesus. If you are interested in buying a copy, just pay a visit to billygrambookstore.org. That uh, address again is billygrambookstore.org. Our guest on this episode of GPS has been Kat Sharp. Her life was changed after she surrendered it to Jesus Christ at a Will Graham outreach. And strangely enough, Kat actually met Will that same night. Guess where? A McDonald's. So the friend I'd gone with, um, she took me to McDonald's afterwards, and um, Will and his team were also at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, so I went up and introduced myself to them and said, man, like, you know, your messages just saved my life. You know, a week ago I was ready to kill myself and my daughter, and now here I am just feeling so free and so loved. And as it turns out, one of the media people on Will's team in Australia happened to be Kat's distant cousin. So Will was able to keep up with Kat in the months that followed and even had her share her testimony at another one of his outreaches a few years afterwards. How cool is that? That is pretty cool indeed. Kat has come out of a dark place. God has rescued her. And we are grateful that she was willing to tell us her story. And we also are grateful that you are listening. You can find GPS on many different platforms, one of which is your Amazon Echo. All you have to say is, Alexa, play GPS, God, People, Stories, and there we shall be. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. GPS is an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. Feels like hope cannot be found Grace about